Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. In separate interviews for this episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast, Minnesota heavyweights Colton Warner and Tommy Matlin talk about their December 3rd fight, the big guys headline and ignite boxing card at the Hyatt Regency. The conversation also touches on what fights fans want to see, such as Crawford versus Spence, and those they could do without, such as Fury versus Chisora. These and other topics will be explored in this wide-ranging interview. I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, well, we're pleased to be joined by Tommy Matlin coming up in the main event uh, December 3rd, right? December That's right. 3rd, uh, big Ignite card going up against Colton Warner. And uh, Tommy, it's great to see you again. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great. So um, fill us in. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, uh, have you been keeping busy training uh doing some ring work things like that yeah yeah i've been busy uh busy training a lot um i was supposed to, supposed to fight in the springtime at some point and i ended up having to pull out of that fight because i tore my uh, my soleus a lower calf muscle on my right leg and uh i had never heard what that was but apparently that's where all of your calf muscles kind of intersect with your achilles tendon um so i wasn't able to walk well for these a couple weeks and then it was kind of weaker for like a month or so, but, uh, I did a lot of rehab and, uh, it feels, feels good now. So I think I'm just about hundred percent on that. Um, and then I got, uh, the offer for this, uh, this fight against Colton on December 3rd. And I've been, you know, I never really stopped training. I had to slow down and adjust things with the, with the calf injury, but, uh, I've been training extra hard for this one and, uh, things have been going well. The camp's been good and, uh, yeah. Nice. Well, tell us a little bit about what, what are your thoughts on going up against Colton? Uh, oh, you guys know each other, been on the same cards. Um, how do you think you match up against him? Uh, a lot of, it's mostly question marks. There's definitely a lot that, uh, that I, I wouldn't be able to predict at this point. I know him somewhat. Uh, we sparred one or two very light rounds uh, like a year ago. Um, uh, we've, you know, crossed paths a few times. Uh, we, we have some, uh, similar training partners or the same training partners, mutual, that's the word I'm looking for mutual training partners. Um, but, uh, I don't know too much about his style. Um, I don't know too much about, uh, him in, in general. I know he's been doing boxing for a long time. Um, I know his number of fights is relatively low compared to the amount of experience he has with being in the industry and training and all. Um, and from what I've seen of his match history, it doesn't seem like he's, uh, you know, been been tested too hard to really get a good feel for his uh, how he acts, you know, under pressure. So, um, yeah. Yep, cool. I think that's fair. Um, Colton definitely has. A, I think he's kind of anomaly where he's got a lot of experience, like you said, you know, training with guys like Tyson Fury and going out, you know, to Vegas and training with, you know, the. Sugar Hill from Cronk Jim and, you know, Nico Ali Walsh and all these guys, um, some big names, you know, in the industry and he, that he knows. And I think that's partially from his, his dad, um, you know, being a former fighter, uh, working out of Cronk Jim. 
Um, but I agree, you know, uh, that experience is, is good. But when you look at the resume, it's not necessarily deep yet. He's still early in his career. Um, right. So which is exciting um, because, yeah. like you said, you don't know what you're going to get. And when he all of a sudden gets tested, we might be in for a big war um, if he's digging deep, if you rock him. So um, that's that's exciting. Heavyweights are always exciting, but um, the unknown factor especially is really exciting. Um, your last fight, we didn't get to see as much of you as we wanted to, unfortunately, uh, due to the foul and uh, disqualification So, um, of your opponent. But looking forward to seeing you in the ring now. I've seen that you've been training uh, with Corey Rodriguez, it looks like, over at Firehouse Gym, which is a yep. little shakeup for you, it looks like, you know, from your normal. Um, yep. but it looks like you're, you're enjoying that. Can you, what can you tell us about working out over there, and how does that factor in with what you're doing? Is that your sole gym now, or are you still at the Strike Institute? or? I'm splitting up my time quite a bit uh, between gyms. Uh, I still consider the Striking Institute to be my, my home gym. Um, and I still work out there, you know, pretty regularly. Uh, but, you know, a few times a week, I'll be working just uh, working out at the firehouse, which is conveniently located about 100 feet away from my, my front door. So um, I've also been spending quite a bit of time at uh, work gym down in Hopkins. Hmm. And I've also done some work at uh, the, the top team gym in, uh, in Egan, as well as a little bit in a uh, was at another gym in North Minneapolis. I can't even think of the name of it right now. But uh, yeah, I've been gym hopping. Yeah, that's it. Northside. Yep, right on. Yeah, yeah, I went there once or twice. Um, so yeah, I've been gym hopping quite a bit, trying to just get uh, as much exposure to as many things as possible, trying to catch up on the uh, the lack of experience I have in the boxing, uh, you know, boxing world. So uh, it's been it's been good though. Everybody's been really you know, nice. I've gotten a lot of good rounds with a lot of different people, a lot of different looks. So all very cool gyms, you know, that you mentioned the one that you said that kind of surprised me was top team, not because I, I think any less of them. I think they're an awesome gym too. And uh, Brian and I are both looking forward to going and visiting there. Um, we think we might make a trip to go see uh, the gym and visit Gavin, uh, Gavin Hendrickson, who's also on the card. Um, yeah. But the reason I say it's kind of surprised is because that's kind of Colton gym. You know, he works out there a lot. Um, so how, how does that work if you're working out there and you, you call, make a phone call and make sure he's not going to be there or what? <laughs> no. Um, so I've definitely, I've seen him at the gym before, uh, at that gym before. Uh, my understanding is that he's actually switched gyms for this camp. Um, okay. People at the top team uh, location say that they haven't really seen much of him uh, in, okay. for a while now. So I know he's got a new coach trainer guy and I know I'm pretty sure he's at a, he's working at a different gym. Um, so the, the few times that I've gone to top team in the last, you know, couple months, I haven't seen, haven't seen him at all. Yeah. I, I know he's been out West, like I said, in Vegas, and I've seen, you know, photos of him in gyms and stuff, you know, posting his, his training and stuff. So I just don't know where he's, where he's doing it, you know? So that'll be an interesting question to hear, you know, what's, what's he doing different? Like, yeah, you're mixing your stuff up. It looks like he's mixing his stuff up too. Yeah. Yeah. Adds to all the question marks, right? You, um, you mentioned you know, your leg injury. Well, I got to say, it's impressive on its own, but it's even more impressive after hearing about your injury that you had a video where you were in the gym and you did one of those martial arts, the kip or whatever, where you rock back oh, yeah. onto your shoulders and like flip up onto your feet. I thought yeah. that was pretty awesome <laughs> when I saw you do that. And uh, I had a couple of different people mention that to me. They're like, man, that's a heavyweight and he's doing that. And I was like, yep. I said, he's got, you know, Muay Thai background and martial arts. So I said, I'm not really surprised that you can do it, but um, it's the first time I've seen someone do it inside a boxing ring. You know, it reminds me of something like Loma, you know, <laughs> being, being very uh, athletic and graceful in the ring. 
Sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, I was I've been able to do that since I was a kid, so it hasn't gone away with the uh, the addition of weight. So, did we'll I pronounce see. that right? Is that what that's called in a kip? I don't even know. Uh, I think it sounds it sounds right to me. Okay. I just I don't know what it's called. I wasn't you know formally taught or anything. I'm not a martial artist, so if if anyone are listening who are like that's not what it's called, my apologies. I'm a boxing guy. <laughs> My, uh, I, I know I used to be able to do a backflip and I think I told my, I told somebody after this fight, if I, you know, I might, I might give it another try, see if I can still do a backflip. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Tommy, talk a little more about going to different gyms, gym hopping a little bit, as you say, you think that's a benefit. You get different perspectives, different, uh, ideas and, and, uh, different looks from different coaches. Uh, you, do you think that's a, a nice, uh, benefit to you uh yeah i mean whenever you get multiple coaching you get uh, there's some benefits to that and there's some drawbacks from that right like they usually can't coach you very deep but they can you know give you some surface level stuff right off the bat and if you you know are able to pick and choose uh wisely it can it can, it can help you out um for the most part my coaching has been pretty um consistent with just Corey. i go to the other gyms for sparring and uh, mostly um just different sparring looks and i think it's been really beneficial in a, in a few ways um obviously there's the different looks different styles but then the other thing that uh is really easy to overlook is the um being comfortable in a uh, an unusual environment you know if you're if you're only training in your ring and you're only training uh with your people then you can kind of get comfortable in training and then you you know step into a different pond and it just seems weird right it takes you a little bit to, to adjust so um i've really enjoyed that just trying to you know uh, not be thrown off by a different environment or a different look or a different feel of a ring. You mentioned going to work, Jim. Um, I know uh, Corey also trains Tony Woods, and I know that he spends a lot of time down there too. Um, yeah. And I've never actually gotten a chance to to talk to the the owners and operators of the gym. Um, I went down there once and talked to Robbie Lloyd uh, before one of the last Ignite shows. Um, and it's a great facility, you know, nice little place. It's not too big, but I think it's, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's really efficient. And you see people not messing around in there and going to work, uh, no pun intended. Um, when you're there, are you doing sparring stuff or, I mean, I see a lot of guys like Tony, maybe focusing on stuff, not sparring related, maybe like just on phys physical fitness down there. Uh, yeah. How are you breaking that up? Uh, yeah, so work is a ton of, it's a, it's a great place to just get a workout in and conditioning. They have their own conditioning workout, uh, you know, section of the gyms. Um, I go there only for sparring. I don't work out there at all. Um, as far as the physicality and stuff, the calisthenics, I, I just, I just get sparring rounds in there. So, uh, Terrence Walker is, uh, he's also on this card, I, I believe, um, I believe, he's so. he's, yep. he's, I believe he's fighting Denny's. And uh, so I've, he's been a main sparring partner of mine for this, uh, for this fight camp. And usually when we spar, we, uh, we do it at work. So um, I've also gotten a couple of other looks. I know uh, like Royce White, uh, I've sparred with him a few times out of that gym as well. Um, some other guys here and there, but Tommy Peterson, got a couple bronze with him and throughout the camp. Have you been working on anything specifically? I mean, uh, <clears throat> not without giving away, you know, away any, obviously any strategies, but um, I guess like, um, that's a tough question. I don't want you to give away any strategies, <laughs> but I mean, you know, for instance, I mean, I know like um, Colton, when we talked to him in the past, like when he's gone out West, 
um, depending on the time of training, like he might be sparring against bigger guys. And then later he'll spar against the littler guys, you know, to try and focus on speed and like endurance and stuff like that. Um, you know, are these guys you're in with, I guess the easier, maybe the more appropriate question is how are they stacking up size wise? Are these all heavyweights that you're in there with, or are there some of these guys more like middleweights and littler guys for speed? Um, let's see here. Uh, Tom Jenkins is, a. Uh a cruiser weight, something like that. I don't even know the names. They have so many different names of weight classes, but he's a little bit smaller. He's about, uh, he walks around like 210. So he's not quite heavyweight, um, but he's long. He's, you know, 6'4". He's got a long reach and stuff like that. Um, Terrence is a heavyweight, but he's a little bit on the small end of heavyweight as well. But then Royce White is, you know, he's 6'8". He's a former NBA player. Like he's, he's huge. Um, Tommy Peterson, uh, he's about my size, uh, you know, about my weight. Um, so I'm getting a, a pretty good, you know, different looks different sizes different different strategies different uh, styles and stuff uh, but as far as what I'm working on I mean I've only really uh, delved into boxing in the last year and a half so um, you know I'm not getting too deep into the you know the, the deep strategies of boxing it's mostly I just kind of service level uh, you know working on basic fundamentals I don't train specific uh, I don't change my training for my opponents too much. Uh, maybe if they're southpaw, I'll try to find more southpaws, but that's that's about it. Do you think you'll be weighing in for this one? Uh, I think I'm, I weighed myself this morning. I think I was 260. Okay. I'm withering away. <laughs> so Colton's got a little bit of size on you, according to BoxRec. I know sometimes that's subjective. Um, and not as accurate as it looks on paper. Um, it says he's six five. It lists you as six two. Um, I think um, without talking to Colton, I don't know. Just from looking at pictures, and like I said, I wasn't able to bump into him in person like I was hoping to. Um, but it looked like he slimmed down a little bit um, since the last top rank uh, show. I don't know if that's accurate or not. <laughs> you know, um, because like I said, I wasn't able to see him in person. Um, but the top rank guys, um, when they were commenting and watching the Jimmy Barnes and uh, Colton fight, they kind of commented that the, neither were really in shape. And um, I never really thought Colton was out of shape. And I know Jimmy lost like 100 pounds. So I hate to think of him as being out of shape because he's on this amazing physical fitness journey. Um, but, you know, these guys are pros and they're looking at a higher caliber of fighter all the time. Um, the last fight you had versus Denny's, I think he comes in a little heavier too. Um, you know, he's not looking to be like shredded, you know, and cut. Are, are you just looking to feel like a heavyweights? I joke with Colton that, you know, you don't have to diet as much. Like with Thanksgiving coming up, you probably actually get to eat turkey. You know, meanwhile, the other guys are, you know, cutting weight. Um, is that an advantage for you, you think, where you don't have to worry so much about cutting down or, or can you get, dangerously complacent with that and be like i'm just gonna eat what i want <laughs> um that's a good question uh i don't think it's uh i think it's it's got to be a benefit just being able to not have to worry about that just all that energy like not having to worry about your diet as much um and just being able to focus on on the fighting part um as far as thanksgiving goes i'm not a big fan of thanksgiving um food I, i'm a bit of an outlier there i don't i don't know turkey's turkey's fine but i'm not gonna get stuffed on turkey um <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I don't worry about my diet too much. I mean, my diet's more, more, um, what's the word? It's more affected by my diabetes than, than my desired weight goals. So, yeah, that was going to be a follow-up question. So I remember we talked about that in your last interview, 
um, any special foods that you're, you know, that you eat for the holidays or like, you know, we were talking about, we were joking about how we're bachelors and we, we get off easy when it comes to Thanksgiving, you know, so we don't have to bring is, you know, the food, our sisters or siblings do that. Um, so yeah, do, do they make you something since you're, you're, you've got diabetes that's special no. or, or you're not really restricted by it? No, no, uh, I, I'm not really restricted by it at all. Um, most diabetics are type two. They have to kind of, you know, monitor how many carbs they intake type ones they have to give themselves a shot to counter out whatever they have so they don't really have to moderate as much it's it's yeah it's a little tricky but short answer is no i i eat whatever i want well that's nice well that's good for you <laughs> you get to have if if you walk into there and you see something that that looks good you get to eat it then <laughs> that's right that's right unless somebody else beats me to it <laughs> so you'll be tipped scales at about 260 is that what you normally walk around at right around there uh close to that i think i've uh you know maybe lost five pounds this training camp something like that um you know not not too much um i think the last time i weighed in i weighed in a little over 270 like 271 but that was that was with a jacket on and pants and shoes and all that stuff so um, my weight stays fairly consistent uh, regardless of what i'm doing then it's still nitro tickets, I think, is how they're doing this for the Ignite shows. And Sounds you're right. able to find the event, find Tommy's name, go down, select him so you can support him if you want to do that. Um, but yeah, you got a bunch of people coming to support you, I hope. Uh, tons of people. I know uh, my, my kickboxing gym is going to have a lot of people on the kickboxing car that's happening in the afternoon before the boxing car starts up. Um, and that'll be exciting. And then, uh, yeah, my stable mate, uh, Tom Jenkins, he's fighting the week after me at, at element gym. So, uh, it's, it was been a really big blessing being able to have, uh, my, my own coach, uh, from the striking Institute. He's coming out of retirement for the first time. He's fighting for the first time, in like nine or 10 years. Oh, wow. So I was able to train with him through his camp and, you know, our camps <laughs> were, the, were the same. So we were able to push each other a lot, um, at that gym. And then with Tom, he's got a fight coming up the week after. So I was able to push with him. Terrence, you know, I've used him as a sparring partner in the past and he has a fight on the same card. So it's been really, it's been really uh, a blessing that so many of my training partners have had fights on the same day or uh, just, you know, in the relatively very close uh, time frame. So it's been a lot of good rounds. It's been a lot of good training. It's been, uh, it's been a great camp, great camp. Ryan and I will both be at that element show um, to see Jenkins fight. Um, yeah, that's December 10th, I believe. Um, yes. The slink proper I, I think that's such an interesting name yeah he's the the main event he's fighting and i think he's uh, kind of the promoter for that so that's a little different um but i already got us our tickets for that so we'll be there i'm looking forward to that pro boxing is always fun um ignite does a great job um what are your thoughts about moving from canterbury you know like they had the last show at to now to the hyatt first of all have you ever been to the hyatt have you ever fought there i've never seen boxing there i know they've had it there numerous times you know in the past um, but I'm looking forward to something different. Uh, I don't think I've been to the Hyatt before. Um, definitely haven't fought there before. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be a, should be a nice change of scenery. Um, I mean, I don't have too many thoughts on it overall. You know, you just get in a ring and you punch somebody, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, John and Tommy, I have to interject that, you know, December 3rd, Tyson Fury's fighting, I believe. Uh, Derek Chisora, right? Um, I personally like this fight better. I like your fight with Colton Warner better because we're talking about a competitive matchup. Um, it's good. I guess my point is it's good that we have these local cards we can go to where we're going to see 
guys in action, good competitive fights, uh, being there live and in person, there's nothing like it. So, yeah, I think, you know, you mentioned we got this going on December 3rd, the element show December 10th. Um, Valhalla's got a deal coming up this week, the night before Thanksgiving. Um, there's one other one in December. I want to say, I think it's silver gloves in St. Cloud. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it is. Um, I think there's another amateur show, but yeah, I love local boxing. Can't go wrong. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, the, the combination of these ignite cards is really cool. How they mix in whether you're kickboxing or, you know, whatever on the undercard and you get a lot of those people to stick around sometimes. And then, you know, either if they're friends with someone in the, their gym or if they just want to whatever, just hang out, you know, and watch someone punch someone in the face for a while and you know, watch some boxing, you know, it, it adds to the atmosphere. Those crowds are always packed. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting if nothing else that it will be that it will be packed and, you know, the matchups look really good. The only one that I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not on the, uh, the box rec is, um, why can't I think of his name right now is Josh from Valhalla. Now he's uh, owner of strike, uh, fitness yeah. and Rogers. Um, he, he has no opponent listed. Uh, I think his opponent fell out and they're trying to find him someone else. So hopefully he gets an opponent So I know he's been training. Um, yeah. But right on, that's about all I got for you, Tommy. Thanks for making time for us, man. It's always good to chat with you. Um, and like I said, we'll uh, we'll see you fight night, and hopefully the Hyatt's going to be just packed to the gills, and and yeah. you know just a just a good old time. By the time you get in there, hopefully you got a chance to see some fights. Um, I know you know you, when you're the main event, it's uh, you probably got to be secluded and stay focused and stuff like that. You can't just wander around and eat hot dogs and whatever. No, don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> Not the left. <laughs> Well, we mentioned how to get tickets. I guess the last thing I'm chime in on is I saw on your uh, Facebook, Tommy, that it looks like you'll be able to get the fight on the fight app. Um, I know they have always typically got it on MMA futures, but it looked like it's going to be on the fight app also for the, you know, for the listeners who use the fight app, it looks like you'll be able to pay a pay-per-view like $24.99. And I'm not sure. I, I'm guessing that that includes the martial arts portion as well. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't know. I, I'm not sure either. But yeah, if, if you're listening to this and that you're not going to be able to make it and you want to check that out, check the fight app out. Otherwise, go to MMA Futures. All right. So right, uh, on, right on. See you pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, I'll see you guys on the third and uh, hopefully it's a good time. As I mentioned in the uh, interview with Tommy, I'm actually looking forward to this fight a lot more than the Fury fight on that same night. Not that I'm not a fan of Tyson Fury. I'm, I'm a big Fury fan, but I could get excited for him fighting Anthony Joshua or certainly Usyk, maybe some um, of the other top guys. But, you know, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of cheesed at him right now because I, yeah. I don't I don't think he should be fighting um, Shisora. I don't think he should be fighting uh, Joshua. I mean, Usyk beat Joshua twice. Yeah, I understand if you if you were going to come out and just say it was purely about money and say, look, you got two English guys who are going to pack Wembley, you know, and Usyk isn't going to be a, as big a draw. Number one, I don't believe that because I think the Brits are huge boxing fans, and I think they would love to see um, Usyk in the ring. Um, but, I mean, just come out and say that. Say, say you want an all-English affair, you know, or whatever, and bill it as such. But when the guy's got three belts, I just don't understand how you can – 
scoff him off like that and call him a middleweight and whatever. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. He, I like, I like Tyson Fury, but right now he's ticking me off. I think he needs to, hear, yeah. you know. And and in fairness, I think Usyk had said that he wouldn't be ready to fight before what spring or something like that. So yeah. maybe Fury just wants a stay busy fight, which is fine. Absolutely. But, I mean, I think because yeah, I think he. Well, he's not like Canelo. He didn't hurt his hand. Did he? He hurt something. Uh, maybe it was a shoulder. I thought he had an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if that's all it is, then great. You know, just stay busy, and then fight yeah. later. But I don't have to be excited about it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I'm not, well, I'm not excited about that at all. Um, oh, it looks I mean, like we're being joined by Colton now. Hey, guys. Hey, Colton. Hey, Colton. Can you guys hear me? Yep. I can okay. hear you. How's it going? Not too bad. We were just talking about uh, the, the, the fight we won't be watching on December 3rd, <laughs> the third fight between Chisora and Fury. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're 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 giving Fury a little bit of hard time, but at the same time, uh, we understand why it's happening. But it's yeah. not the fight that we want to see. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone's first choice. <laughs> <laughs> it right. can't be. It was just like uh, just like with Terence Crawford fighting this guy yeah. whose name I can't even pronounce, instead of Spence, which is the fight we're all hoping to see. Yeah, I can't help but be a little disappointed about that too. I understand Pence now will be fighting Keith Thurman, so that's yeah. that's Thurman's a little so more dangerous actually. I, I mean, I'm I like Keith. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but oh. but I'm a little bit more intrigued just because I know him a little bit and I've seen him in the ring. You know, this oh. other guy that uh, that Crawford's fight, I've never seen him before. And Whoa. you don't want to pay a pay-per-view to watch a guy you've never seen before. I'll be know? honest. That fight, I know who that guy is, and it's honestly ridiculous because, it, I mean, I get it, though. Like, if they couldn't make it happen, you got to find someone to stay busy. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But it's just really unfortunate because people have wanted Crawford and spent so long. And... <laughs> I don't know. It's hard because it seemed like it was kind of going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like out of nowhere that Crawford's fighting this guy. And that's tough. But the Thurman fight and Spence fight, I actually will like, like to watch that at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do. Th I believe that Spence is the top dog. I actually, I actually like Crawford better, but I think that that way that I feel like he's just so strong and like his pressure and combination punch is like nuts. And he's I wasn't a big sure. He's a big guy. He came back from that accident. Um, and I can't remember who did he fight first. It was and Danny Garcia. Garcia. Was that Garcia he fought first? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I think he had that fight, and then he had one more. Was that Ugas? Did he? Yes. I think yeah, it was the Ugas that. fight because the Ugas fight, I think in particular, was the one where I was like holy crap like i didn't expect to see like him that dominant against ugas um yeah. so yeah i think spence is uh i don't know if I, crawford's really good too i just want to see that fight yeah I, I, <laughs> you know that, 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 to, to be honest that's the fight i actually want to see more than any fight and yeah. then after that for me although 
I don't know. For me, it's still also like in the heavyweight, Fury and Joshua, although I know U6 beat them. And like, for some reason, I just want to see that fight really bad. I think a lot of people do, which is why it probably would happen before the Usyk fight. I was just saying before you got on that I think everyone's, you know, sort of beef with that is like, wait, Usyk just beat that guy twice. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, but in England, is that that going to draw more? I don't know. But they're so big that... even yeah. if they fight, they're probably not fighting in England anyway. They're probably fighting in Saudi Arabia or something, you for, know? For sure. But also something that I want to see that people, like, we're kind of talking about, but not really, is Joyce Fury. Oh. Because well, I'll tell you this. The juggernaut, huh? Well, Fury has by far the best gas tank in the division. But uh, Joyce, I actually think is, well, I guess, I think he's, like, the same. So, mm-hmm. but he consistently comes forward no matter what. He's going to take shots. So now it's just, like, interesting to see, can he take those shots at, like, a high level? That last fight that yeah. he had versus uh, Joseph Parker, that was good. I didn't see it live, and my dad was like, did you watch that? And I was Dude, like, no. I and then so I went back and watched it, and I was like, wow. I'm like, that was a good fight. I love Joyce. I think he mm-hmm. – I, I see, like, people all oh, think he's slow and all that, but – to me, he looks like a nightmare. I always think about, okay, if I were to fight anybody, like, I'll, I'll like, look at it as what, who would be the biggest nightmare? And to me, it's Joe Joyce. Really? Be- well, because with that nickname, so the Juggernaut. He doesn't stop. Yeah. With that nickname, the Juggernaut, I mean, if you think about the comic book character, it was yeah. uh, once they got momentum, you know, like you couldn't stop them. So yeah. if you think about that, it's like, all right, he's a slow starter, but once it gets going, you're not stopping him, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's a massive guy, and he doesn't seem to get tired. At least he hasn't thus far. And he can throw punches like like no other heavyweight combinations. And I know they're not super fast and all that, but when if it's coming from fury, a guy. If he can't get fury, if seeing uh, Joyce versus a Wilder would be great, too. I love that. Wow. But yeah. to me, that, that fight's extremely intriguing because I think that, like, it, it's the thing, can Joyce take that shot? Because he has a great shot. But to me, Wilder is the biggest puncher in the history of the sport. And it's, like, scary, <laughs> to be honest. Like, he's not, like, my favorite puncher that there's ever been. I th- Like, because there's guys who just set him up beautifully. But to me, he's like so dangerous that if Joyce can take that, then to me, Joyce is the scariest guy in the division. And I think that if he can take that, I think that he would walk through Wilder because he's so big and strong. And I think if you push Wilder back, that really takes away from what he is. You know what I mean? Because if you keep Wilder at that like healthy distance where he can get off that right hand, it's so fast and so powerful that like, I mean, other than Fury, no one's been able to take it like in there and he has fought people talk bad about his uh who he's fought but he has fought good good enough guys where it's impressive that he's knocking them out you know what i mean oh yeah king kong Ortiz, and just yeah. most recently against uh Hellenius, who's no pushover you look what oh. Hellenius did to the uh polish guy um Kun- yeah, yeah yeah and it's uh you know i just and and it didn't even look like didn't even look like Wilder even hit him 
with his best punch, but it was enough to knock him out. No, that's freaky power. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about your fight, yeah. Colton Warner. Here, glad to be glad to be joined by you again, Colton. Good, our good here. friend. Um, how have you been doing? Yeah, last time we talked to you, you had your fight up at Hinkley for the top ranked show on ESPN Plus. Um, and you know, you fought your local compatriot from uh, yeah. <laughs> Pine City, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Came out victorious, and uh, now you're going to be fighting for the uh, Ignite Show at uh, the Hyatt Regency on December third against uh, Colton Warner, or not Colton Warner, yourself. You're fighting yourself, <laughs> Tommy Matlin. Yeah, we're always yeah. fighting ourselves, right? But no. for sure, yeah, I'm excited. I it was the last fight was super fun because that was on ESPN, and honestly, people I've known Jimmy since I was in like fifth grade. So we've been like longtime friends. So it was kind of funny. Um, I don't know if people picked it up, but when we were at the center of the ring before, I gave him like the little Ivan Drago, Drago and I said, I must break you. And he started laughing. <laughs> it was, it was kind of, people would ask, would that be hard to fight your friend? And it, I don't think it was hard, but it was weird. Like, I, I don't know if I like look, at, I don't know. It was like funny. Like, it felt like two friends fight. It was, it was weird, for me, at least. Because we're, like, good. It's not like we're boxing friends where we, like, have trained together. Like, we're friends. Right. And, like, I know about his life and, like, you know, deeper than boxing. So, that was interesting. Um, and it was fun. But now I'm excited to get back in for sure. And it's nice to build a, uh, be the main event with Tommy. That's exciting and i hope that people show up and that we just everyone has good fights you know what i mean and that everyone leaves safe so we're Tommy just talking about that um no oh, i was just gonna say sean we were just talking about the uh the fury fight coming up on the same night and i mentioned this to tommy too i said man i'm i'm a lot more intrigued by you guys by uh, your fight than um watching fury uh fight chisora for a third time so <laughs> Record that fight and watch it later, but I hope yeah. everybody shows up to the Ignite event and uh, catches some really uh, awesome local boxing here. So. Yeah, we mentioned it uh, in our interview with Tommy, but, uh, you know, th and like I said, this is Ignite. Uh, they've put on some great shows here in Minnesota already. Um, we covered two of them that were down at Canterbury um, <clears throat> where they do combination shows where it's partly uh, like – was it Muay Thai or kickboxing? And then they do uh, boxing afterwards. Um, this uh, one's going to be at the Hyatt Regency. Um, I've never been there. I asked Tommy this, this question. Uh, have you ever been to boxing at the Hyatt, Colton? Um, or have you ever fought there? No, I don't even know. I think someone said there might have been like back in the day. I don't think there, I don't think that yeah. been used for it for a long time. If, if there has, if it has been. Mm -hmm. um from my so understanding I, yeah. I know they've had like uh fundraiser events there um oh, okay. like, like private shows for businesses and stuff i don't know if there's been a you know public shows like this is gonna be. if it's if it's a place i'm thinking of i was actually at a card there a pro card a number of years ago i can't even remember who was fighting i could look it up on box rec but um yeah i i know they've hosted boxing pro boxing in the past but like you said it's been a while I think it's going to be a really good card. Like, 
Gavin's fighting a guy who he's had like two UFC fights, so that's interesting to me. And I think he's had a decent amount of fights, so in uh, MMA, so that's exciting. And then I'm trying to think who else is even doing it, but uh, oh yeah, Dennis is fighting Reyes. He's fighting uh, Terrence. So that's exciting. Um, and then who who else is on it? Corey Thompson. I'm excited to see him. Yeah. Back. I'm trying to think who else is. For some reason, I can't. Yeah, but, unfortunately for him, he you know he got uh, clash of heads, and this yeah. fight, I think that really affected him for his his fight on that top rank card. Um, well, it's yeah. hard when you've got that much blood gushing from your forehead right into your eyes and stuff. And but his his opponent is a good one too, and he wasn't yeah. wasting any time. He jumped on him. But you know what, Corey's a talented guy, and. It, it's not like it wasn't that he was so outgunned or anything like that. What people got to understand is like, to me, he got caught cold and mm-hmm. you can talk about the cut, but the issue is when you get headbutt in a fight, I mean that it's a lot of impact. So like that, I guarantee it really affected him and that's hard to recover from. And that kid was going a hundred miles per hour all in. And to be honest, like, when you start a fight, you're at your strongest. If you go all in and you catch the guy, you're probably going to knock him out. But it's a risky thing to do because you're also leaving yourself a bit exposed. Like, that wasn't like – he didn't, like, beautifully set that up. He was just going all in. And I think that Corey just unfortunately got caught cold. And that, But I think he's a talented guy, and I'm excited that he gets to um, get back in there, and I'm sure he'll get a win, hopefully. And uh, – yeah, it's going to be a fun night for everybody. Yeah, we're talking about Dante Benjamin was his opponent in that fight. Uh, good, good, talented young fighter, uh, getting a nice push by top rank. But, uh, <clears throat> you know. Um, yeah, he's fighting a guy. Uh, Corey is out of <laughs> Illinois, I believe. Um, okay. I, we're going to try and reach out to him. Uh, I know that Eric Kinderocker sent me his contact, and I tried to friend him here. So we'll try and meet you up or uh, link up with him. Um, we were talking about the Hyatt. It looks like the last fights that were there were 2017. There was you oh. know, one card in the seven, 2017, and then there was a couple in 2013, one in 2012, and other than that, it's 2010, and then it was just in the 90s. You know, it was like 1990, <laughs> 91, 92, and then nothing between 92 to 99. So there's been, I don't know, maybe looks like somewhere between 10, 15 cards there, including this one. Uh, yeah. So actually exactly 15, including this one. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be cool. I've never been there. I haven't either. I don't, I don't even know what the venue looks like, but I'm sure it's nice. I mean, you would, I would think, I guess, downtown mm-hmm. hotel. Yeah. So yeah, Colton, uh, talk a little bit about your fight here with uh, Matlin. Um, you think this is maybe your toughest test yet as a pro? Um, For sure. I, uh, I just think that, I mean, I, I think that Tommy's trained very hard and that he's taking it very serious. And I think he's a big, strong kid. Um, to be completely honest, I haven't, like, watched anything on him because, like, someone had sent me a video of him getting knocked out, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I think he, like, I, I watched it, and he, like, kicked the guy super hard, then the guy came over the top, and it was a quick knockout. But I'm like, what does that tell me? It was more so like in the knockout because it was a different sport. Like he was going low. 
you know, that's the difference between like MMA, kickboxing, and boxing. They have to look for both. You know what I mean? Right. And he absolutely booted this guy, but then the guy came over the top. So to me, I don't care about that. And watching any other kickboxing, it's like, it, to me, it's just a different sport. And it'd be foolish to think that that's how it's going to look. Or I just, to me, you can't take stuff from that. So, um, but yeah, I've seen him spar a little bit and yeah, I think he said that he, you and him had done like maybe a couple of rounds of light yeah. sparring. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. A long yeah, time ago. Really and and yeah. you've seen, seen each other around, but he said, you know, he didn't really know you and you haven't really, you know, trained together, but he no. had done a couple of light rounds. Um, yeah. that was about all he knew, you know, from, and I, yeah. I was asking him, he said he had done some work at top team and I was like, how'd you avoid Colton there? And, and he said, you know, Oh, well, he actually hasn't been there a lot lately. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I yeah. know you had been at rice street. I know you went out West. It sounds like you'd done some stuff in Vegas. Um, yeah. I, I didn't bump into you at rice street, but I need to go there myself. Um, yeah. so what can you tell us about what are you doing? I know your, your pops and your mom look like went out and visited your brother in France. Yeah. You know, he's doing the, uh, the hockey gig out there. Um, so they took a little hiatus, but I know your dad's part of your training camp. Um, yeah. so what, what can you tell us about how things are going? Yeah, things are going great. We, yeah, Tommy actually, he scared me out of top team. So that's why I left. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, actually, yeah, Tommy and I, we did do a couple light rounds and I did, it was with, it was me, Tommy, Tom, Tom Jenkins and my brother. It was just really light. I don't even think we like planned on sparring that. It was just f whatever fun. And uh, yeah, so I don't take anything from that either, to be honest. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, training has been going well. And to be honest, we we like rent out a place right in Eden Prairie, two days a week or uh, well three days a week. Uh, Gorilla Combat in the morning. It's open. So they've kind of worked with us and let us like use that and kind of have it to ourselves. And then I've worked with Vanda at Rice Street. Um, so yeah, I, I mean- The I'm Rocky crazy. video homage you guys did was really funny. Um, yeah. I, I want to say a special shout out to our buddies, uh, Victor and Martin from the, the oh God, Superior I'm Boxing say it wrong. Media. Yeah, Superior Boxing Media. Thank you for correcting me on that. Um, I like those guys a lot. You know, we see them around and we went and had lunch with them after the last Armory Pressers and stuff. I, I asked them if they would teach me how to take photos because I suck. Dude, they're so good. Oh, they are really good. <laughs> but I know that they did that video and that was awesome. That was hilarious. Watching you chase that chicken around was funny. That 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 was Van that was Vanda's idea. It was and that was hilarious. It was. Um but yeah, training's been great. Working with Vanda and then I work with my dad and then still Roy and same, you know, everybody. Um, then I got to go to Vegas because I have I have family out there. Um, I mean, not actual family, but very close and I stay with them. So I was there, um, training at Capitillo's and getting sparring and, and stuff like that. And, oh, you went back there uh, this time again? Yeah, I did. I, I try to always do that just because there's such a lack of sparring here, but mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it's kind of starting to get a little annoying. Like I, like after this fight, honestly, the only reason I really took this is he's rated higher than me. And after I beat him i'll be the highest rated guy in minnesota hopefully that gets me into like the 200s and then after that my next two fights i'd like two more six rounders 
and I'd like those to get me into like the top, like close to the top hundred range. And then I would like to do an eight rounder. Um, but I also don't even want to fight like Minnesota guys anymore because the issue is like, we're a small boxing state and we have literally a handful of heavyweights and no one works together. And it's starting to get kind of annoying (laughs) where I'm like, okay, like if we're not, we don't have the luxury of all of us having the same gym and, you know, in Vegas, there's gyms on every corner and it's very easy to get work there. Um, Here. I think we literally have a handful of heavyweights um, and we really should be working together and getting guys in like the surrounding states or from wherever, because the issue is like, if we fight, if we just keep fighting each other and then we don't, I mean, I haven't sparred anyone from Minnesota, uh, before this fight, other than I'm going to spar Joey, uh, this week, he reached out to me, Joey Bell. Um, hmm. and then, yeah, so after this, I mean, I need to like, I want to set up like a heavyweight night at a gym where we meet up every week. Cause to me, it's like, we need to be getting work in and staying consistent. And, uh, it's kind of frustrating to be honest, because boxing isn't just like mitt work and heavy big. You need to be working with other guys and you need to be working with heavyweights. So we need something. I think back, like when Aaron green was fighting, I think that they kind of had that, um, for whatever reason, heavyweights don't seem to like be getting working together. Um, and I don't know if that's because they think, oh, if we fight or something. Well, I'll tell you now, I'm not fighting any other Minnesota heavyweights because after this, I'm trying to move up like kind of quicker, to be honest. Uh, not, I'm not saying I'm like rock, but I'm saying I want to fight guys who are rated higher and I want to build, have work at home. Um, and although we, we don't all live next to each other or like share the same gym, there needs to be like a heavyweight night where we can all help each other get better. Um, and then if like down the road or something, we fight great. But um, right now I, 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 I want to get work at home. Cause like, if you're like 160 uh, and or like 175 and below, there's plenty of work. I know Gavin works with like Tony Woods, Cruz Stewart, um, I know those guys work with like Caleb Truax. It's just, you know, they all work together. So it's kind of nice. Um, so I'd like to see that with the heavyweights as well. So we can all improve. And like the only heavyweight who's ever reached out to me was Cayman. Um, and he's a little beast and like, uh, I really like him. He has a hand injury, I think right now. And yeah. I, I wanted to spar with him before my last fight, but I, I had a rib injury. So I kept saying, Oh, I didn't tell him that till after, but I'd busted my ribs five weeks before I fought Jimmy. And then I had COVID 10 days after that. So it was, it was like nuts. It was the worst thing. And and to be honest, I didn't even know if I was going to fight like two weeks before the fight. Cause I didn't train until a week before the fight. And I told Jimmy, I was, posting pictures pretending like i was training to mess, mm-hmm. <laughs> to mess with him and he said you like we we're talking on the phone laughing about it but i just couldn't do it because if you've ever broken your ribs it's like you can't bend and every week i'd try and then i'd like reheard it so i mean my brother tied my shoes the night of the fight like i just couldn't bend mm-hmm. it was just like uh so this fight i'm excited because i am 
hundred percent healthy. I've been training my butt off and I'm, yeah, I just feel great. And I'm excited to put on a show and Tommy seems like a great guy, but he's not like a good friend like Jimmy. So I feel, I'm excited to, um, I think you'll see like more of me being a bit aggressive. Like I've been in my other fights. Um, and I think it's going to be really exciting to have two big guys collide um and yeah. not be a friend in there instead and i mean he's a great guy i hope we're all safe and you know but yeah. it's going to be an exciting fight for sure what do you think you're yeah, going to come in at weight wise we were talking to him i think he's around 260 range 260. right now um you know you've got about three inches i think on box rec on him um yeah. for, for whatever that's worth um but yeah do you want to disclose where do you think you're you know roughly you'll be coming in to be honest, I haven't even been looking at my weight, but I'm usually always from like 250 to 260, realistically. Um, heaviest I've been ever is like like 267, like almost the 270, but I like to be in the 250s, the 260 range. And that's that's just where my body falls. Like if I, I mean, mm-hmm. I train my butt off and that's, I don't want to like cut or anything. You know what I mean? It's heavyweight. So you want to feel good and strong. Because you um, had some, uh, some photos that I was telling Tommy, I said, it, to me, it looked like you had lost some weight. Um, but I said, I didn't know cause I hadn't seen you in person. So I was like, I'm like, you know, photo can be deceiving. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did, I, I, at that point it was, it was with me and King Kong. Yeah. 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 So I did it. I didn't lose weight, but I just left after my fight with Jimmy um i'd like lifted i didn't lift weights for like two years hardly like at all so i lifted like a lot for like a month and a half and then i also just don't have an injury so i was doing that and then as i started tapering back on that i started training a lot so my body is like completely different from it was my last fight like my last fight was the worst shape i've ever been in in my whole life to be honest um but i didn't care i mean i felt fine it just i couldn't twist the same and stuff like that and just fought a little more safe um which is fine i didn't care like the, it is what it is i uh i'm just glad that i got the win there but now i feel obviously great and i'm in good shape um so yeah my body looks different but in reality i'm like always the same way I was talking to Tommy uh, and Brian. We were all discussing Thanksgiving, of course, this week. And I was always joking, you know, that every time I talk to you, you're always like, you love being a heavyweight because you don't have to worry about all these guys, you know, cutting weight. Um, And Tommy, he said he's not really necessarily a huge fan of turkey or Thanksgiving, but obviously, yeah, (laughs) there's some good food. He's going to chow down. I don't like I don't like him anymore. Thanksgiving's one of the best days of the year. <laughs> there you go. We, we oh, yeah. There's the now, angle. Now I don't like him. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, uh, guys, because we were talking about how you know all the Minnesota heavyweights seem like such nice guys. You know, you and yeah. Tommy and Anthony Gare. Well, he's not really a Minnesota guy, but he's fought oh, but here. Joey and Ebel too, yeah. Heyman and yeah. all these guys. We need we need some heels here. Some villains like in the pro wrestling game. That, that's because we don't have to cut weight. We're not we're not angry about it. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any Tex Cobbs or Tony Galentos or you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just fat and happy. So <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be me. I don't I don't need to pretend I'm tough, but uh 
I mean, I'm super excited about Thanksgiving and I'll be indulging and I definitely like turkey. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't even make it to dessert. I, I just <laughs> like the staples. I'm like, give me turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, uh, yeah. maybe a little stuffing and maybe some little cranberry, that jellied cranberry oh, inside, but just give me the staples. And then I go back for seconds on that. And if I make it to pie, it's like I'm, I'm in real trouble. You got to save room <laughs> for pumpkin pie, though. No, yeah, no, no, no. My dad and I, we're always about pecan pie. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like if I'm gonna candy. if I'm gonna go pure on un, un, unhealthy, <laughs> I'm going unhealthy. <laughs> uh, no, we do the like every year. I do two plates. I do turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, obviously stuffing. But my mom, this is like our favorite thing. My brother and I, we get uh, she makes this like spicy corn thing, Ooh. and it's like oh. the best thing <laughs> that you can ever have. I swear to God. But then <laughs> after that, I'll be dying, and I feel like I can't do any more. And I have to have a piece of pumpkin pie, and have to have a piece of French silk. And then I go to my dad. <laughs> oh man! And then I and then I take over my dad's recliner, and I take a nap. Oh, there time. you go. <laughs> I was looking at one of these uh, one of these websites for healthy eating and things like that, and it was telling you about all the things you should avoid on Thanksgiving, and it's like mashed potatoes and gravy stuffing dark turkey meat even the canned cranberries you should avoid them like come on that's that's thanksgiving dinner right there that you might as well not even do thanksgiving then what what did they what did they say to eat i don't know they that well they didn't they didn't say what is good to eat it's just what's bad to eat and it happens to be all the things that we always love to eat for thanksgiving so that's but uh anyway no i'm i'm (laughs) i'm down with thanksgiving i love it so, um, but yeah, well, uh, so you've been getting some good work in, I'm looking forward to this fight. Um, you know, what, uh, what else can you, what else can you tell us? I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, yeah, we got a little bit of time left here as far yeah. as before the fight. Um, we're what under two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah just um, so you know you're gonna eat your your heart's content on Thanksgiving this week, but then what do you got to do uh, for the remainder to work that off? And then uh, you know you're gonna is it backing off on sparring now and just doing some uh, some gym work to keep sharp or what? Um, I'm gonna spar. Are you gonna hard. spar Joey? You said probably right. Yeah, I'll, I'll spar hard this week. Uh, I like to spar right up until a week before, so knock on wood that i don't get any injuries or anything i've never i haven't gotten anything usually but the last fight i unfortunately did Uh, friday tell them to take it easy on you because you're gonna be full (laughs) yeah no that's that that thanksgiving that's power and that the belly will be a little going and that's some carb loading yeah no for sure that's that's power and protection so i'm not worried about it uh no i uh, that's like tommy or uh, tyson fury when he said when he was fat no one can beat him he, he told he told he told me that he said when I was in the two fifties he said I can feel shots so when I'm two fat seventy something I don't feel nothing like and I <laughs> I I agree with that because when I have been heavier um, there was even a time for like a period where I was like consistently two sixty five and just like you feel like you like shots just deflect off you I didn't like how I felt as much because then I just felt like a slugger I like to be like a little lighter but. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely something to that. And like, to me as a heavyweight, if you're, I think I've said this before, but I mean, honestly, like modern heavyweights, like you gotta be 240 plus. 
and people can think it doesn't matter but it definitely does and you should also have some meat on your bones because if you have nothing on that that uh midsection it's just a lot easier to get to those organs like not that you want to be like out of shape but it's not bodybuilding it's fighting so at the end of the day you want to be strong and you want to be uh you want to feel like a man in there and just really build a uh have that energy and also be able to take like, obviously you don't want to take punishment but you also need to be able to take punishment because there's some big dudes in the division and there's no cap so they can be anything yeah. and it's that, that's what makes it different is that i mean other divisions they you know they're upset over five pounds and they you know they, they can't make fights but heavyweight you can be outweighed i mean i've been outweighed i mean as an amateur i was like outweighed a couple times by like 80 pounds it's like crazy <laughs> Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's different, but um, yeah. So, you know, we mentioned the the top ranked show that was at Hinkley, which was great. Um, Hinkley and, you know, Corey Rapiz and the Malax Band of Ojibwe and top rank, you know, they all did an amazing job with ESPN. Um, I got to say that, you know, you, you had um, some awesome things going on for you in that fight from your fans that had the big heads on the stick you know, your heads and you showed your missing tooth. And then, <laughs> you know, then when they zoomed in on you, you had your missing tooth and the announcers were like, man, they're like, you don't want to fight a guy who's like missing a tooth. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I, the funny thing is why I did that. So I had ran into Caleb Truex at the upper Midwest fights. And the reason I did that with my tooth is because Caleb told me to do that with my tooth. Really? <laughs> he, he, he said, they'll eat it up, do it. So oh, wow. I, I honestly wouldn't have done it and I did it and it's oh. hilarious because they kind of ran with it even like on my win- yeah even on like my winner picture on Instagram it was me like doing that with my tooth so that was pretty funny because that was his idea so props to him yeah no yeah we're kid. looking forward to seeing him back in the ring too I know he was supposed to be on that card on December 17th but got pushed back uh maybe we'll see him just January or February hopefully uh, yeah hope so but yeah, you, the reason I brought that up was just to show like, you know, your fans and you got such great supporters, um, you know, tickets are available, nitro tickets, uh, find the event, find Colton's name. He's also got the link on his Facebook. I know that. Um, but yeah, go down and select his name. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm sure you're going to have a big cheering section. Like if it's anything like that with all the heads on the stick, that was so funny. That, that was funny because I actually had no idea that they did that. So oh. walking in, I was like, oh my gosh, like it was, uh, I don't know. The whole thing was funny. And that picture I posted today was funny because I'm smiling and you can see no tooth, the missing tooth. And then you see those, um, big head images like of me in the back with my tooth. It was just, it was a funny thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, that was a fun night. Oh. And I hope that, I hope that. Uh, there's a lot of support for this one for everybody. Um, yeah, it's just exciting. It, it, that's what's nice about fighting at home. Um, and I'm glad that with these guys and like Corey, they put on all of us Minnesota fighters and give us a platform. So big props to them. It's really nice. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that everyone has a lot of support there. Um, yeah, we heard some criticism about that for the Armory show. I mean, when we get those big networks in, I know they've got to get their fighters on, and you know we yeah 
we, we, we have some fans griping about, and I think rightfully so. I mean, we want to see our fighters fighting those nice, awesome venues, but shows like this and up at Hinkley, I mean, this is where you guys, you know, get to shine, you know, and we get to see all the Minnesota fighters. Like yeah. if you've been wanting to see Minnesota pro boxing and, you know, you've gotten inkling to see it like this is the show because go down the line and in every fight, I think there is a Minnesota fighter just about, um, it might maybe every single fight. Um, and I think we've got opponents coming in from Illinois, from Iowa, um, from some of you guys. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Hey, hey, Colton, I just wanted to interject one thing. You mentioned that you're probably not going to seek fights against other Minnesota fighters here after this one, or, you know, you're not, you're, you're looking to fight some other guys. Let's uh, just want to clarify, you'll still be fighting here. Yeah, in cities, but not yeah. against Minnesota fighters necessarily, right? Well, it's not, not like you're leaving us. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I love fighting in Minnesota. Well, you might have to. I mean, to be real, I mean, you might have to. But what I said, you might have to eventually branch out and go somewhere else. You know? Yeah. No, and I want to be honest. Not that I want to like not fight here, but after this fight, I would like to I start getting out there because I don't want to right. become not and this isn't like a diss but i don't want to be just a guy who fights in minnesota i do want um to just i'm gonna be completely transparent i'm getting older uh to be honest i started late and um i do want to try to do what i can do when i can um yeah, if you get an opportunity that comes along where you can't say no, it's like if you fight in Vegas or you fight yeah. in Atlantic City or one of those big places, right. man, you'd be crazy yeah. to say no. Yeah, and, and for me, that's that's my reason for saying, like, I, I would like the Minnesota heavyweights to work together. Like, I don't mm. get any calls or if I do, it just seems like it doesn't happen. And I think that we need to work together because in reality, if you're not sparring, to me, it's just you're doing fitness. What about like, that big kid insane. from uh, from Iowa? that uh oh, oh yeah gosh, i can't think Mo of his name morales Mo morales uh, i think Tony yeah Morales. well he's he's based out of california oh so even though he's from iowa he's in cali now yeah yeah that kid's a beast um yeah that's a big boy um, i was gonna say if he was in iowa you could maybe reach out to them but yeah that'd be yeah that'd be amazing um no he's based out of california now he's at uh robert garcia's gym oh yeah. he just had a big fight too recently he had a nice win i understand yeah yeah but no yeah, he, yeah he's good he he's uh he's like a combination puncher a lot of pressure but i feel like if he learns how to fight like tall because it's great what he's doing but i think if he like fights tall i mean he's like six nine and he's a southpaw if he learns that because i don't think he should be throwing combos and stuff because like as the opposition gets bigger um yeah if he fights tall that's a dangerous man but i think it kind of takes away um from what he could be not that it's bad I and mean, he's a great he's awesome um but yeah but yeah for myself like i said i my next two fights i would like to get me pushing up because i do want to take advantage of um just the time i'm in because i'm 31 almost 32 yeah. and i'm not i'm not a young gun so um i'm not in it just to just to like have fun and just fight at minnesota in minnesota which i do love um, I just want to try to make the most always of um, situations. And I think like right now, the next two fights, I would like them to push me a lot f further up in the rankings. Cause I'm only like, yeah, 
like 500 something. And, uh, the next two, I'd like to have six rounders again. And then after that, I'd like to jump to an eight, which is like, I mean, it's moving kind of fast. Like some guys can, they'll really push it along. Um, but for me, it's just, I mean, also I want to make money, uh, cause I have a family and to just see what sure. I can really get out of this. You know what I mean? Um, uh, just, so yeah. yeah. And best wishes to you. And, and I'm sure uh, hopefully you'll get some chances in Vegas and other places like that. I just didn't want to leave the impression that, oh, shoot, you know, Colton's moving on somewhere oh, else. No. We won't see him again here in Minnesota after this no, fight. So. I mean, to me, like, I'm someone who's very proud of it. Like, my, even like for me, I'm very proud of where I come from in Pine City. So that's like something that's like, very important to me. So Minnesota would always be my favorite place to fight. Like, even if I had bigger fights, I'd want it in Minnesota. Um, but what I think my thought process more is, like, as when you leave, it's getting out of your comfort zone. And to me, like, growth, it's very important for growth. I've learned that in hockey. Um, just any sports I've done, like, when you get out of your comfort zone, that's when you grow. And that's part of the reason with, like, sparring. I think it's very important to – spar a lot of different people and to even travel sometimes and be able to get rounds with um more experienced guys because that's why i want to do it i do want to continue to get better every fight and to me that's the only way you do because if i just hit like mitts and hit bags and get really conditioned that doesn't mean that i'm like a great fighter um that just means that i'm in really good shape so um yeah for me going out is more just to um kind of get my name out there more but more so just to like grow in all those ways that i mentioned yeah um, <clears throat> one of the last questions i've got for you because i know we've been talking your ear off for a long time here is no, uh, is just about sparring um you know you mentioned that you know you were out at um in vegas sparring um in the past you know you, you've named some of the guys you sparred with I'm just curious, you got any big grinders, like, you know, big beasts that you can get in there with, you know, guys who are like just big, you know, cause you're a big man yourself. And I know that's difficult to find big guys here in Minnesota um, to yeah. spar with, but are you able to find big guys like to, to mix it up with out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the last time I, I was with uh, Johnny Rice and then I was with Michael Hunter. So Michael's smaller than me. He's like 220 or something, but he's like really skilled and elusive um and then johnny's just a huge dude i mean he's like like right now he's like 280 and he's like 6'6 so he's a big guy mm -hmm. um the last time i went out johnny was gone and uh he was with his wife like out of the country and then jeremiah milton's my buddy too he's doing really well he keeps getting like highlight knockouts he's a stud based uh, from tulsa now he's in vegas uh, but he was in oklahoma when i was in vegas and then i was supposed to uh originally the reason i was going out there is i was going to meet up with like michael hunter and those guys um but they're still in la trying to get deals done but i already booked the trip so i actually was at capitillo's and um i don't want to butcher his name but he had me working with jose uh who's tech oh gosh i don't know how to say his name but yeah, he's and he's a former champ, and he walks. He's at like one ninety five right now. But he, the guy who, uh, yeah, he's not the guy who uh, Caleb Plant beat. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He fights at one sixty eight. But then yeah. Jorge, uh Capetillo was like, "Hey, uh, we work with him." So I worked with him twice. 
um, trained at Capitals with him. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, and that was honestly good because he is like he's six two and hits like a mule, and he's actually a really good fighter. And I, yeah, he fights at one sixty eight, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not trying to take his head off because there's a size difference. But if you know how to work with guys, it's kind of like the old school, like Kronk. They all work together. Like Andy Mm -hmm. worked with uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Like, uh, or you saw Jared Anderson was sparring Shakur Stevenson. Uh, So, I mean, you know how to do it and like just work. Because those little guys, what they can do that we can't do is they can throw a ton of punches. they're very skilled and obviously, you know, good hand speed, stuff like that. So it's not that you're trying to take their head off, but you can definitely, he's a big enough guy when he's, you know, 195 where, you know, you throw your shots out there um, and just get good work in. Um, obviously not trying to take their head off, but it's still very good work. Yeah, that's cool. You've talked in the past about you've gotten some good work in with Gavin Hendrickson and, yeah. you know, smaller guy, but you can, uh, it's uh you can help each other well yeah well yeah the thing is is that you can take something from working with anybody so if you have the mindset that you're just going in to beat people up and sparring to me that's the wrong mindset anyway um Mm -hmm. you should be you should have a goal not that you have to share it with them or say anything but you have a goal like if you maybe one day you're working the jab a bunch or obviously if i'm sparring a smaller guy uh maybe i'm I'm just using more of my jab or maybe I am moving more, you know, practicing defense. Uh, whereas if you're fighting a guy bigger than you, maybe you are trying to take it to him a little, you know what I mean? You just got to know who you're yeah. in there with. So, but, but it's all learning and it's all good. Um, yeah. Hey, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to end things on a, on a downer note here, but I was wondering if you watched the, uh, the morale fight there against uh, Sean and I were talking about his fight at the armory with uh, Idos, your bossy and Oli. And, you know, unfortunately your bossy and Oli um, ended up in the hospital in a medically induced coma. Um, did you watch that fight? And what did you take away from that? As far as, you know, cause a lot of people were thinking, man, that corner should have stopped that fight sooner. And um, yeah. Did you? I did you? I didn't. I didn't watch the fight that night, but I was picking and finding highlights. Um, and to me, it just looked like Morel was just a much bigger, stronger guy who was kind of beating on him for a while. So I wish that someone would have stopped it because the image of him like getting carried to his corner was pretty heartbreaking to me personally. Um, I know that people have like high hopes for their fighter and they might have like a a lot of faith in them but at the end of the day it is just a sport so um to have someone potentially get severely injured or lose their life i mean to me someone's got to step in and to me it shouldn't be the fighter um (laughs) a trainer a ref i think the trainer because you have a relationship with them yeah and you need to see that, yeah, I mean, to me, you could tell that it was just too much for him, I thought. And I think they should have thrown the towel in. But I'm, I think he's out of the coma, which is amazing. And, I mean, thank God. But, yeah, that, that was a tragic thing. And, yeah, you, you hate to see it. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I hope he continues to progress and then that he makes a full recovery. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all I had. Sean, do you have anything else? God, no. I've talked his ear off, man. Thank yeah. you so much, Colton. Uh, you yeah. know, we, we scheduled these things for 30 minutes, uh, and I think we talked to you for like an hour. So, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Thanks. Thank you. And, uh, Tommy, no disservice to you that we're talking to Colton for that hour. I think, yeah, Tommy, you, I'm their favorite. No. <laughs> yeah. And we like Thanksgiving. You don't. So now I don't like you. And oh. now the fight, the fight's going to be real. Hey, just wait. <laughs> just wait till he says yeah. he doesn't like Christmas. Then you'll be uh, yeah. Tommy's, oh, Tommy's going to be mad at me. Tommy's going to be mad oh. at me because I'm putting words in his mouth. I didn't say he didn't like Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, but I think it's not his favorite. But yeah. I, I'm par- I'm paraphrasing. But you know what am I doing? I'm putting I'm putting water on this fuel that I, I help fan flames here. We want, we want a good you're just, fight. You're just, you're just you're just trying to fuel the fire so you get a better fight. That's right. Right. Mission accomplished. Right on. Well, have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you guys at the fights for sure. Yeah, enjoy your guys' Thanksgiving with your loved ones. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, see you guys.